Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. Jacoby, we're back. We're back. We're back in New York. What what a spring break we had. We had an awesome time. I've been telling everyone to go to Tenerife. Like, literally. I'm like, go to the Canary Islands. Yeah, my wife was like, let's go to Tenerife this summer. I was like, I just got back. Like, no. It's cool. It is cool, but like, I want, you know, a little time away. Okay. Yeah. Go summer 2024. It's only a six and a half Do hour I'm, flight from Newark. Oh, I'm definitely going to be back to Tenerife. It was awesome. I just want to say this. Great lineup of stories. <laughs> we say that every week, there's but no, also there's true. There's no wrong story to start with. So you take the wheel. Well, we got to go where the people are, which is to the backwoods of New Jersey, mm-hmm. where hundreds of pounds of alphabets or like pasta was just dumped. And spaghetti. And spaghetti. SpaghettiOs and alphabets. Yes. That's the name of it. Alphabets. I couldn't recall. Um, This really got a lot of attention last week. And I'm glad we're discussing it this week because apparently the mystery has been solved. It has. But let's before we get to like the I've solved some part, questions, though. let's talk about the mystery part. Imagine you're like going on a hike with a buddy. Yeah. Maybe you smoked a joint. You're yeah, walking like, through the woods. Like teens walking through the yeah, woods. Yeah, you're by a creek and you come across a mountain of what seems to be cooked spaghetti. It sounds disgusting. And pasta. It's absolutely gross. In the woods. Also, the fact that it was alphabets is even like weirder. It's way just, weirder. It's not even just like ziti or penny. No or... one explains the like we have explanation for how this got there eventually. Kind of. But there's still some loose ends that need to be tied up. And there's just it was estimated to be 200 pounds. Also, this poundage of pasta was found by someone in local government. Mm-hmm. So it immediately got some attention. And uh, it was in Middlesex County in New Jersey. And it was just like, what's this doing here? I mean, what would be your first guess of to how 200 pounds of pasta got there? Okay. I don't really have a true answer to that. But my first reaction where I'd be the person who stumbled upon it is I would be fear. <laughs> I would just be scared. Like, have you ever come across something weird in the middle of the woods and you're just like, Oh, this is like where witches and occults and bad things happen. That my first 
my first emotional response would be fear. I want to leave this area. There's bad things happening here. I was like, how is the mafia involved? That was my first take. Uh, oh, oh, I was just like, this is super weird. And it's in New Jersey. <laughs> so, New Jersey, Italian food, mafia. That's how your logic train went I'm down the even, track. I'm not sure I'm willing to call this Italian food. Are the Italians wanting to claim alphabets? No, no, they are not. They're not. <laughs> Spaghettios? No, they're not. So it's more like noodles. <laughs> but I think just like an anomaly in the woods reminds me of The Sopranos. So I was like, how's the mafia involved? Because Never saw The Sopranos. It's insane. But I did grow up in a, a heavy foresty area. Uh-huh. And you would find like foundations out there of like long ago cottages that yeah, with like, graffiti the on them. And you're like, what kind of occult weird things happened here? That would be my first response would be like, they're evil. That would be, The word I would put is evil. The evil happened here. Something bad and nefarious. This pasta was brought here by evil. Something very uh, scary. I think you're right. Fear. Yeah. Um, I, I was definitely like, oh, this is a crime of some kind. Um, but apparently that's not the case. But I just, I'm going to share the facts and then we can decide. Please, please. Because the facts don't <laughs> seem like the facts. <laughs> even though they're the facts. And you know how I am about facts. <laughs> they're flexible to you. Um, okay. So what happened was... Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Apparently. Uh, a man, mm-hmm. allegedly a military veteran, was moving out of his mother's home after her death, and he found a stockpile of old food that she had kept in the house. But like a prepper. This is like true prep, prepper behavior. Like doomsday, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think everyone has like a couple of like dried pastas and canned goods, like J-I-C, but 200 pounds worth. That's like crazy. Although, I will say also... It had rained, so uh, allegedly, yes. originally the pasta was raw, so it was, like, hard, and it had rained, so it, like, absorbed all of the water. Okay, my first follow-up question. Imagine that you were cleaning out your—and, and, you know, you lose a parent. That's always sad. You're cleaning out their home, also sad, and you come across a bunch of dry pasta, and you want to dump it in the woods for whatever reason. Why did you unbox it? Also— if it's alphabets, where's the box? Doesn't that come in, in a, a can? can? Where's the can? Yeah, and also like, why did I've you open that? I've seen the pictures. None of like this is very strange behavior. The explanation is not an explanation in my book. Yours? I completely agree. It's not you. an explanation. It's not an explanation. And then the neighbors, this guy Keith Ross, who's the one who found it to begin with, the councilman, he said, "I just moved in right next door, so it would have been a big mess to start cleaning all the flies in the house and the maggots." And I, how far away do you live from this other home? It's by a creek in the woods. Also, do maggots like attracted come? to pasta? And why would they just be like adjacently going into don't a you, home? Don't you need a carcass for maggots? I don't know how maggots work, but I'm sure it's they disgusting. don't need carcasses. I'm pretty sure. I think but still, this is huge, like animal decay. Where are the cans and the boxes? This has got to be a smuggling situation. That's my we'll take. get to some smuggling well, later. That's what that's great tease. That's what I think that is going on. They're using the cans for something. What are you using the cans for something? Yeah, resealing them, putting shit in the cans. Wow, your brain is fascinating. Because <laughs> this to me just makes no sense. Like, there's no logic line for any of this to make any sense. But you did just sort of create a theory, which, albeit asinine, <laughs> does make some sense. Well. Has anyone gone looking for the cans? Like, that's my question. Or the boxes. Or the boxes, yeah. Like, no, they have not. And so that's weird. Is and is the person that dumped it so, like, recycling conscious 
that they'd wanted to like recycle the boxes in the cans and the pasta is non-recyclable, so they just put it in the woods? It doesn't seem like it. What the what the neighbors think is that this is just like a COVID excess and they're getting rid of like this extra COVID food. But even that, it would actually be easier to drop this shit off at a food bank. And just Facts. like and just like leave it and like hope they deal with it. it. It's probably a ten minute car ride to somewhere where you can put this food to good use to hungry people. I've become obsessive with like cleaning out my closet and like not wanting to have any excess clothing or shoes, and I always donate it, not because it's the right thing to do, because it's the easiest thing for me to do. It, it depends on how far away the donation place is, but I also donate my old stuff. Yeah, I just drive it. I like put it in the car and then I drive it somewhere. And when, like, that's the easiest thing. When I was younger and I lived in this neighborhood, I would just put it outside and yes. I would see people wearing it later around the neighborhood, which it's, always made me feel good. It's street freebie season in Brooklyn. Yes, it is. It is. But sometimes I would see like an old t-shirt on a dude in the neighborhood. I'd be like, I kind of want that back. <laughs> You know, you see your clothes in someone else, you're like, that's pretty good. That's never happened to me. But, okay. but sometimes I'm like, oh, uh, if, it's, if it's something I still own, and I'm like, oh, we just bought the same thing, then I feel embarrassed. I feel that way about a t-shirt. I do not feel that way about old yeah, spaghetti. Yeah, something you've given away. Spaghetti sure. in particular but that's so, been rained on. There's nothing about dumping pasta in the woods that's easy, convenient, point. or logical. 300 pounds of pasta that's wet, so I'm assuming it's like 150 pounds. So what do we have, a wheelbarrow situation? You're unboxing and uncanning it all and then dumping it. Do you know what's easier than that? Putting it in your trunk of your car and taking it to somewhere where they need these goods. Yeah, and just leave it in the middle of the night even. Like, who gives a shit? So something, to, there is a crime There's involved There's more here. to this. There's definitely a crime. So we've been tracking this story because we were on spring break. And at first it was like mystery pasta in the woods. And then the latest headline is like, we solved the mystery. But like, no, you did not. People want you to think it's been solved. It's, thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> There's more to this story. And here, us journalists at Food News will get to the bottom of it. I just want someone to go looking for the cans and to report back. Tell me where the cans are. Me or Mike? Um, I think Mike. He's already in New Jersey He's already right in New now. Jersey. Good. <laughs> Great. All right, let's move on. On the topic of smuggling, an American was caught smuggling two suitcases filled with only fruit roll-ups into Israel. First of all, your facts are already wrong. And they didn't bring anything else with them. It was a couple. A couple. And it was three suitcases. 650 pounds. It was, nope, 375 in the suitcases. And then shipped in a separate incident was another, I think, 200-something pounds. So... Here's my favorite part about this. If you have three suitcases full of individually wrapped fruit roll-ups yep. and you're bringing them to a foreign country and you get stopped by customs and they're asking you questions about it, the idea that you have the gall to claim that it's for personal use is just so, I, I look up to you. <laughs> I really do. The idea that it's like you're going to, they're opening, you see the video, they open up the suitcases and the people are like, oh, that's for my family. It's outrageous. What? It's not like Levi's jeans. You know what I mean? It's like fruit roll-ups. You, you have 300 pounds of fruit roll-ups and three suitcases. You're like, what do you mean smuggling goods? <laughs> That's for my family. They love fruit roll-ups. It's absolutely outrageous. I got to say, we wanted to try the TikTok trend of fruit roll-ups and ice cream, and I went looking for fruit roll-ups. So did I. Couldn't find them. I, do you know why? I, they're all fucking they're in all Israel. They're all in Israel right now. But also, like, TikTok is not an Israel-based, it's a global phenomenon. So why is Israel so hot on the fruit roll-up trend and nowhere else? Maybe there, maybe because it's minutes. not kosher. I think that like a lot of Jello stuff isn't kosher. Oh, and so maybe like to get into the country, they have to bring it from somewhere else. Ah. Because, I mean, it's just a guess. 
But I don't know. I, that's what occurred to me first. Huh. I didn't think of that. But they also have non-kosher food in Israel, I think. As far as I know, the snacks. Whatever. Israel has great snacks. But <laughs> <laughs> Shout to the snacks in I Israel. Quick aside, great lot, snacks. I bought a lot. But this is just so funny. Obviously, I thought about Mike and his bagels. He's lucky he didn't get stopped at the, at the airport. I mean, but, they wouldn't. it wasn't like illegal for him to bring the bagels. It's more just embarrassing. They'd be like, what are you doing? And he'd be like, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> it's just really weird. Like, what are they going to do with the fr- fruit roll-ups? Like, Sell them, and they're going for 5 $6 individually. But did, and probably so, here, too, because we cannot fucking find them. I just want you to know, I went to like five stores in Fort Greene. And not like nice stores, like just like regular stores. And the people here are so bougie that all you can get is like an Annie's organic. Yeah, of course. Like, like, fruit, like actual like, fruit. Like fruit tape yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, this is still really sugary. Like, this is ridiculous. But like, let's just take it down a notch for green. Well, I went to the CVS and where the fruit roll-ups are supposed to be, there was like an empty part of the shelf. Did it say fruit roll-up on the shelf? I should have checked. I did not. Just curious if they ever had them. because I, I think they did. I'm like, maybe fruit ropes are scarce because of these people and because of TikTok. Did you watch the video, the TikTok yeah. video? Yeah. So she puts mango ice cream in the middle of what I think is a strawberry fruit roll-up. And one thing that shocked me is she likes the crunch, this mm-hmm. woman, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how quickly fruit roll-ups reacted to cold. Because <laughs> it was seconds later and all of a sudden the fruit roll-ups was like ice. When did you last have a fruit roll-up? I have children. Do they have them though? They do fruit by the foot more. Well, Those are much more popular. That's widely yeah. available as a as a Lucy here in the bodegas of yes, Fort Greene. And exactly. I almost bought it. But it's not the same. No. How, so I ask you again, when did you last have a fruit roll-up? Ooh. Um, they're scarce. No, they're scarce. But I had one like a few months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where? Like, where do you there get was, them? There was a, oh, I was gonna a go term to that we use way too often is bodega. But. There was one in my neighborhood that had the fruit roll-up box, but mm. it was empty. And Margot, my daughter, was very upset because you wanted them. And then over a couple months of complaining about it, they they filled it and got a new one. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. nice. So they're Margo. selling them loose as well? Agent of change, yes. Wow. I just never thought about fruit roll-ups as a loose item that one would buy. I don't buy. think it's legally sold loose. but Well, there's apparently yeah. a lot of illegal activity around fruit yeah, roll-ups. there is. <laughs> fruit roll-up <laughs> smuggling. I just love the idea that... The 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 customs officers opened up their three suitcases that were exclusively for fruit loaves. Asked them if they brought any clothes. They said they had them in they Israel. Said, we have clothes in Israel. <laughs> and then they, they they said, like, you know what? We're not smuggling goods. This is not what we're doing. This is for personal use. I just love the gall of these smugglers to stick by their story, even in the face of obvious illegal activity. And also, they're it's a very straightforward, good answer. It's for personal use. Like no, it's not. I think that's a great answer. Like, then they ask, like, what the use is. But I don't know. Maybe it's like a favor at a bar mitzvah. That's what I would have said. I would have been like, we're no, giving these out to Mike our guests. that's Mike story. <laughs> that's what I would have said. We're giving it out to the guests. <laughs> Into the guest bag. <laughs> you have 375 people at your bar mitzvah? It's Israel. It's a lot of Jewish people to attend a bar a mitzvah. Lot, a lot. Yeah, very, very popular <laughs> young uh, man or woman. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to a topic near and dear to my heart. Nuns. One of my favorite television shows is called The Midwife, so I feel like I like really commune with nuns, but those are fake nuns. But if I wanted to, I could go to the Dutch city of Oosterhout, Oosterhout, where the nuns grow their own wine, make their own wine, grow their own grapes to support their 376-year-old convent. I know from Call the Midwife, they're always looking for money because they... I, I, I have a lot of thoughts, but let's, you continue. Well. You continue. <laughs> anyway, they have a real surplus of wine. They had a couple of uh, 
bad harvest that has just led mm, to it. Only 9,000 bottles one year. <laughs> but Tough. now they have a surplus of 60,000 60, bottles. And they have a deal with an airline. They're not nuns. They're, it's a winery. <laughs> they're very intrepid nuns. And they're trying to sell as many as they can. They're asking for our help. And this is interesting. This is a, gr- a good point. There was a quote that said, there's a mistaken impression that Dutch wine isn't tasty, but nowadays it's almost as good. And this is wine with a story. I thought that was a beautiful way of putting it. And I was like, yes, I would never want to get wine that was Dutch. That would just never occur to me. It never occurred to me. of Tom with the German wine. I think it was German on Succession. Oh, I was thinking Succession. I was thinking more Madsen, you know? But I will say this. I think these nuns are full of shit. I think they're grifters. They're not nuns. They basically are winemakers that make a profit from this and live off of it. And I don't know how much time they're dedicating to whatever their nunnally responsibilities are, but it seems like they're spending a lot of time making wine and selling wine. They have a deal with an international... KLM. Yeah, they have a deal with an international airline. Like, they're not nuns. Yeah. I mean, they're what are we called? Vinters? Wine? Vintners. People? Vintners? Um, yeah, sure. Have you seen Sister Act? One and two. Two much better than one. Boom. Chapter Lauren Hill. They have hobbies and they, they have like activities. They play basketball. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. They do stuff. I think they can make wine. I have no problem with that. I'm calling the midwife. They're midwives and nurses. But if this is what they do, I'm okay with it. I don't know. I'm here to support the nuns. I didn't expect this turn. How do you think God feels about this? They're God. Well, I do think it's a real, like, natural process. It's very olden times, you know? So it's not like they're, like, introducing, I don't know, like, some kind of excess into their lives. In fact, they're trying to get rid of their excess. But for a profit. <laughs> well, to, just to sustain the convent. I think the convent's doing fine. They're selling 60,000 bottles of wine. I think they're doing just fine. Their convent is probably luxurious. I bet it's not. That would be, God would be unhappy about that because nuns are not are supposed to live a very spare life. Only, should, only should, bare necessities. Should we go to- Should we have God on next week? Oh, I thought get, you were going to say, should we, thoughts? should we go there next for next year for spring break? Go visit this, this uh, convent. In Who's? Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Next story, also related to wine, and we know where we should be sending this excess wine to the bush in Australia because should you ever get stuck there, you can survive on wine, apparently. This woman and candy. And candy. Maybe that's where the fruit roll-ups are. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) A woman named Lillian. Lillian, say her last name. Ip. Ip. She was trying IP. Uh, I think it's Ip. It's interesting last name. Um, sure. Uh, she's traveling through the dense bush in Victoria State. Mm-hmm. Australia is so big. I've never been, but I'm just like, wow, it's so big. Um, anyway, she doesn't drink. But the only thing she had in her car after she hit a wrong turn was a bottle of wine that she was planning to give as a present. To her mom. To her mom. She was then stranded for five nights, and this wine literally sustained her. I have a lot of questions. Me too. Okay. Um, I watch a lot of like survivalist television. Mm-hmm. I know that you can't survive more than three days without water, technically. And doesn't wine dehydrate you? It does. But I guess like all liquids technically have water in them. Okay. Um, Also, she took a wrong turn. I don't Going to see her mom. Yeah, going to see mom. How wrong was this turn? You know what I mean? Like, I also, um, my son was in this, this thing called Outback Truckers for a while. Uh-huh. It's uh, basically like ice road truckers, but you're in the Outback. They get stuck in mud all the time. All the time. Should they have like special like tires for that? It's- no, but what she should have is called a cell phone, so she can call someone <laughs> if she gets stuck. That's a, forget the wine and the candy. The cell phone would be the survivalist tool that I would go to first. I think she was in the bush though. 
satellite cell phone. Yeah, you should always have a sat phone with you. Also, with the new iPhones, they do have that SOS thing where, like, even when there's no service, you're supposed to be able to be found. So, what is that? What is that icon next to the SOS thing? I think it's telling you that there's no plane. What is that? It's like a it's like a satellite thing that has no. Is that what it's a satellite? I thought it was a satellite. What it is? It's new in my yeah my user interface. I'm like, what is that icon? I don't know it. I'm on the train. (laughs) Why why am I looking at a, a a weird looking X? Once again, we have questions is the point. This yes. doesn't check out. Oftentimes we have questions. And she was found because she stayed by her car instead of going wandering because the nearest town was 37 miles, which how bad of a wrong turn can you take? Also, over the course of five days, would you not try to walk that? I would. I mean, after day two, I'm definitely doing something. I guess it depends how exposed it is and like the elements. But 37 miles, you could easily walk that in five days. You could but would you, but walk that in three days. I'm assuming since she made a wrong turn that almost killed her that she doesn't know which direction the 37 miles is in. Because I'm sure as the crow flies, knowing where you're going. That's true. You could end up just wandering the bush. I think Australia is like a bunch of nothing in a few cities. That's my guess. Well, yeah, there's, well, it's really big. So there's like a, a large a lot of outback as, yes. as seen in season two of Survivor. And the Steakhouse. A great Survivor season. Uh, shout out to Colby and Tina Wesson. Um, all right, one more story from Australia can that I just really need to get into. It's a neighborly dispute. Some neighbors in Perth are having oh, a fight. I could do an hour and a half on this. One person who is a vegan who lives in this neighborhood, Burns Beach, asked their neighbors to, to close their windows when they are cooking their, quote, sickening meat. The neighbor said, please take seriously. No, and, the, and it said, important message in all caps on the outside of the letter. Important message in all caps. Hello, neighbor. Could you please shut your side window when cooking, please? My family are vegan, parentheses. We only eat plant-based foods, close parentheses. And the smell of the meat you cook makes us feel sick and upset. We would appreciate your understanding. Thanks. Hard to take the side of the neighbor on this one. Which neighbor? The the, the cook vegans. or the vegan? The oh, vegans. Completely Very agree. hard to take their side. How about you close your window? I tried as hard as I could to like come with a zag on this one. Like, all right, so how can I get behind these complaining neighbors? And I, did, I got nothing. I got nothing. Can they not close their own fucking window? It's, it's also not an important message. <laughs> Great like, point. It's like on the outside of the letter, it says important message in all caps. I would think there was something really important on the inside. It's like, oh, you don't like the smell of my cooking? That's important to you? It's also so arbitrary. Like, why do your needs come before the other people's needs? It's ridiculous. And And they make it seem like it's holier than thou, I think. Like, like, we're vegan. We use the term, like, what happens on your side of the street doesn't bother me. Like, as neighbors, like, it does on your side of the street. Don't get involved. There's nothing to do with me. I'm cooking my meat over here. Don't. Don't impress your value system on my home I completely that's across agree. the street. You can do your plant-based thing over there. That's fine. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat dead animals over here. So we can get along. I, there's no way in which I'd be like, you're right. This is a really important message. I'm going to reconsider this. Exactly. I would say, you know what? I'm cooking something. The exhaust needs to be let out. So why don't you close your windows? Important or, message. Or deal with it. Your home is on fire. <laughs> Important message, your wife is cheating on you when you go to work every day. Like, those are important messages. Please stop cooking meat. I got really serious really fast. Your wife's cheating on you? Oh, my God. I don't God. think so. Well, you just brought that up. Shout to Joey. <laughs> I'm, no, not you. Oh. These people in Australia. I'm just saying those are the important messages that I would get from neighbors. <laughs> not like, oh, your meat smell is bothering me. Not at all. 
Just to be clear, I would never bring up your personal life like that on a podcast. <laughs> okay, good. Just want you to know. I love you, Joey. Please don't cheat on me. Anyway, this this vegan family needs to just they need to chill. They need to. Take I a chill really pill. don't like them, and me I know neither. nothing about them, but I me already neither. hate them. You're sickening meat. It's not it's sickening to you. Yeah, and it's just like meat is delicious. In it's your preference. Live your life in your own home and close your windows yeah. if you're being impacted. It's honestly like having a neighbor that dresses really poorly and being like, your outfits are really bothering me. Yeah. I was like, like, please dress better. It's like it's nothing to do with you. I don't like the sound of other people's like lawns being mowed. Like I find it annoying. But like that's what, what? It, that's no, no, just no, what it no, is. No, no, What? Are you serious? Yeah. It drives me crazy. You don't like the sound of other people's lawns being mowed. Yeah. When it's like really quiet and there's just like lawn mowing happening for like hours or like leaf blowing and like other landscaping. It are like you drives s- me crazy. S- le- I, I'm just going to let you have that. Thanks. Yeah. It drives me Let's crazy. Let's just move on. And just like accept it. It's part, it's part of having neighbors. I, I don't even know how to respond to this information. I'm very sensitive to sound. Okay, but you grew up in Manhattan where there's no lawn mowing or leaf blowing going on. Yeah, I know. That's why it's really annoying to me. Okay. That's like, a new, it's like, I'm like, oh, this is all like, right. it's really quiet otherwise, so, except for um, this. For my notes and for Mike Borgon <laughs> and all listeners, if you are leaf blowing, don't tweet around Juliet. No, you can. I accept it. Like, this is something that oh, happens. Oh, I see what you're doing. Like, I don't like it, but yeah. it's just part of life. Yeah, exactly. You need your lawn mode. It bothers me, but that's just that's it. what needs to happen. What am I supposed to do about it? So you're going to eat your meat and I'm going to be annoyed by it I guess if I'm vegan and that's that. Like, it's yeah. just, we all have to accept it. This is part of being on earth. And I just want to put a bow on this. Not an important message at all. <laughs> the important part's really what got you. It's the all caps on the outside. Important. Yeah. Would I, if I saw that, like, underneath my, like, I don't know, door frame or whatever, where someone slides a neighborly message, I would think something really important was on the inside. Not, please stop <laughs> cooking me. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Even, even a delivery coming. Like, important. Can you accept a delivery for me? Way more important. And close your side window so my front windows are okay. I can open my door. I know. I, just I, get I, out of town. You know what? I hate these people. All right. We have one more story really quickly. We have to because we're back. It's a heist. I love a heist. <laughs> someone stole thousands of bourbon in Kentucky. Can you believe it? It was like three bottles. Well, and I think he I think he inflated bourbon. the value of the bottles too. It was more like the street value of the bottles. And it was from a karaoke bar in Lexington, Kentucky. So and he basically left the door unlocked. So, so you're just like, he deserved it. And he's also getting more than $3,000 worth of press from it. That's true. I would consider going to this bar. If I was in Lexington and I didn't know of any bar, I'd be like, oh, I read about that. Nulu. That's what it's called. Nulu. Is it? Yeah. Nulu Karaoke Bar. Oh, okay. N-U-L-U. It sounds like the hip part of Lexington. I bet Lexington's fun with UK there. I've been. I've had a good time there. Yeah, it seems like a cool place. I've been, yeah. All right. Should we get into our our taste test? Yes, we should. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. 
See HomeDepot.com slash delivery for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. All right. We're tasting an ice cream today that I always wanted to taste. I think it's like a year old. Hagen dazs black and white cookie ice cream. First of all, we've tasted a lot of ice creams on this. Yes, we love ice pod. cream. It's great. My favorite. I love design. ice cream too. I love Hagen dazs I, I feel uh, it doesn't get enough attention. Uh, it's a great ice cream. Not the healthiest option. <laughs> I will Definitely also say not. that black and white cookies wildly overrated. I think their quality varies a lot, so it really depends on what wildly you get. Wildly overrated. It's a sugar cookie with two quote unquote flavors of frosting that taste the same. If you if blind you a bad bit one, each you, one, you it's the one. same on each side. I also sometimes they're really cakey. Sometimes the, the cookie will be cakey and they're I really huge. like that. And they're huge. Yeah. Sometimes it's like how many people am I supposed to eat this with? So I'm gonna try this black and white cookie ice cream. So, so the my ice expectations cream, are very low. It's uh it's inspired by the black and white. It's a vanilla ice cream with soft cookie pieces and ripples of chocolate frosting. Well it's absolutely fucking delicious because it's Hagen dazs <laughs> You know what I mean? Hagen dazs is so underrated. Just doesn't Hagen-Dazs get enough, doesn't so enough good. love. If someone said Ben and Jerry's or Hagen dazs, I would say Hagen dazs before you even said dazs. This vanilla ice cream is awesome. This ice cream has nothing to do with the black and white. Nothing cookie. to do with black and white cookie. Mm, it's delicious. It's though. good. <laughs> net net, Hagen dazs can do no wrong. Mm. Black and white cookies wildly overrated. If you come to New York, don't eat them. And we both got a cookie bit. This, it, I barely noticed it. It's just vanilla ice cream. That, if you say, if you put a blindfold on me and said this is vanilla ice cream, I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, what's in it? But yeah, like, there's a little bit of a texture in there, but no. I'd be like, what's the topping? I wouldn't be like, what's yeah. in it? Are we doing personal or listener food news first? You're in um, charge. Personal food news. Okay. I'm really excited about mine. I went to my I went to H Mart for the first time. Have you ever been to an H Mart? It's a Korean grocery store. No, I have not. It was popularized to me by the book, the memoir, Crying in H Mart. And now there's just opened a lot more of them. I've heard there's one of the American Dreams. So maybe you'll I go. I love the American Dream. I heard they're having financial issues. But oh, continue. no. Yeah. Who would have thought? You got to go more. Help them out. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> anyway, I was at H Mart. And I was really excited to check out the wares. And they had an iced coffee from a brand called International Delight. And it was an Oreo flavor iced coffee. Iced mm. coffee made with real milk and cream. It was like a tall boy can. Wow. This is like a full on It's like a real production. Yeah, yeah. It's a like, collab. Like Oreo has allowed them to use their branding on this. Oreo quote, X Island Delight. International Delight. Island it's, Boys. Oh, they got in trouble recently. It's Move a on. coffee and milk beverage. I tasted it with apprehension and excitement. I chugged it in about two minutes because I loved it so much. Really? It wasn't. It wasn't iced coffee. First it was like all, it was like chocolate milk, but coffee milk instead of chocolate. The people of La Colombe are so upset right now. Well, this isn't actually coffee. This is like a sugary coffee-ish beverage. But I had just walked like five two miles, minutes. and I was really excited for like a treat. And this really hit the spot. I loved it. And H Mart was awesome. I get what the hype is about. It was a really cool store. 
Okay, my personal food news is going to get me again in trouble with my wife. You've already accused her of cheating on me in this <laughs> podcast, which is odd, you, Juliet. It's you very strange cheating. of you. Secondly, um, for her birthday, I took all the kids out and we all got her presents. Uh, I was like, whatever you want to get her, we will buy for her. Wow. And Quincy wanted to get her a new toaster because the old toaster is Great janky present and broken. To you. Great present. So we bought a Breville. He's like, she likes Breville. So we bought her Breville toaster. She did not like the toaster. And quick question for you. She was like, why would you buy me a home gift for my birthday? That is bullshit. That's like buying us all something for my birthday. What are mm. your thoughts quickly? I see her point, but if it's something that's really important to her, then I think it does benefit and it's her. It's what the kid, he's nine years old. I think it's a really good present. It's what the kid wanted. She hated it. And oh she, my God. And she returned it and bought an air fryer. So... It came yesterday. I'm now an air fryer family. Yeah, I have So one. I will follow up food news. I'll follow up personal food news with my air fryer experiences next week. I'm I'm here to commiserate when you're ready. It's a bad, bad. I don't I don't like air fryer life. I think it's like Really? Yeah, it's not for me. Also, but whatever. on Instagram, everything looks so good. I know. It, it's it is good for vegetables, I guess. I don't know. The vegetables? Ba the basket's always too small. There's just a lot of issues with it. It's basically okay. a convention. Right. convention well, so, anyway. so you guys can all follow me and Juliet on our air fryer experiences as we follow up personal food news. I'd love for you to take this to the Instagram streets. Why don't you get involved in, in air fryer Instagram? Just mm. put some shit up there. Get involved. Go for some viral content. Maybe not. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to our listener food news. Hit it, Mike. Hi, Julia and Jacoby. I am uh, Kirsten from Minnesota, and I thank my friend Jess every day for introducing me to your podcast. Love it. Huh. Laugh out loud yes. every episode while I'm driving around. And I just wanted to say, Jess and I are so jealous of your Spanish trip. Uh, we're definitely going to be replicating that, but... The real reason I'm calling is because I feel like I've never been so seen as when Jacoby said he hates eggplant. I hate it so much. Eggplant I sucks. don't even know why anyone could eat it. Thank you. Could enjoy it. Uh, okay. Could like put it in any sort of why? thing. I hate it so much. Is it even an edible and vegetable? We, my friend Jess, uh, we were in Italy and it came to light that I just absolutely hate eggplant so much. That when you guys were in Spain and you made Jacoby try a dessert with eggplant in it, I was in my car going, blah, blah, desserts with eggplant, absolutely not. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Jacoby, for hating eggplant, and I'm sorry to all the eggplant farmers out there, but it just is not my cup of tea. Bye. That's nice. She's worried about the sorry, farmers. Sorry to all the eggplant <laughs> farmers out there. I love Kirsten and Jess so much. Me too. First of all, I have to admit that I feel like most of our callers love you more than me, which is a great read mm. because you're better than I am, like objectively. Thank you. Number two is eggplant is disgusting. I don't know why it's a thing that people cook and eat. And I feel like only me and Kirsten have the right read. And third, I just want to say how much I love her saying the two quote unquote words, blah, blah. <laughs> just the way that she said it really just touched my soul. Kirsten seems like a good time. I love Kirsten. Let's Me go too. to Minnesota. <laughs> okay. Next trip. You know what? Why go to like Spain and eat fancy food? You can go to Minnesota and hang out with Kirsten and Jess. Uh, I think I pick Spain, but good point. Kirsten, thank you so much for calling. Thank you to my Wargon. Blah. blah. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. 